we get involved in a lot of different efforts and initiatives to try to promote more women, to recruit talented women in the same way that I was. It's an ongoing effort. It's not like you can snap a finger and, and, and do it in just a couple of years. So it seems like it's a long path, but it's one that I'm committed to. A psychology major active in lots of extracurriculars, Rose Lee didn't have a particular path in mind, but she decided to leap into the unknown of consulting because she didn't know anything about it and thought it would be a good challenge. This pattern repeated itself when a financial services recruiter saw a fit Rose had never considered. Find out how recognizing where someone else could shine and reaching out benefits not only that person, but the collective on today's Roads Taken with me, Leslie Jennings Rowley. I'm here today with Rose Lee, and we're going to talk about expectations and unexpected things and how we get to where we are. So Rose, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Leslie. This is great. So I start this the same way every time. And I ask, when we were in college, who were you? And when we were getting ready to leave, who did you think you would become? Those are tough questions. You know, I went to an all-girls Catholic high school. And so, you know, going into Dartmouth, I think it was a bit of a culture shock. You know, I would say that I, I went into Dartmouth not knowing much, very naive, but, you know, bright-eyed and excited to, to meet new folks and kind of start my life independently. And I, you know, got involved in a lot of different activities. I, I lived in Butterfield, which was the no alcohol dormitory. Don't know why I, I chose that one, but it sounded good. It was part of the application package. So I thought I had to apply. Um, no, and, and uh, I learned um, to make lots of different friends and connect with people. I wasn't any different than a lot of folks that were starting college and uh, being on their own. But, you know, in terms of what I, what I thought, my expectation of who I was going to be, I think, you know, going out of college, I probably thought I was going to save the planet. I did environmental studies. I was a psychology major. I had high hopes for having a, a really big impact in the world. But I had to pay bills and uh, started with got to get a real job. And I did consulting for four years. And, you know, lo and behold, who, who want, who's looking for a psychology major as a prerequisite. So it was, uh, it was a great experience working for a small company coming right out of college. I didn't know what I wanted to do initially. So it just sort of, you know, it was uh, one of two places I, I had a job offer. And I would say it was at a, an important decision that I probably made at that time, primarily because the other offer was a paralegal position. And this consulting work was something that, first of all, I didn't know what consulting was. Why would they hire you know, someone right out of college? Um, but it sounded really hard. It sounded really complex and something that I didn't think I, I could do. You know, again, you know, sort of this like naive hat on. And so I chose that path because it, I felt like I had to challenge myself at that point. It was fantastic because it was a small company. I got to cover pretty senior clients, Fortune 500 companies, and, and learned a lot working with the founding partners of the firm. And then I realized 
I got to do more. You know, I, I wasn't sure what to do next, but uh, business school seemed like a good idea. Uh, so I went to, to business school after my four years of consulting. And something very important happened during the recruiting process in business school. I got, a, I got an invite to a free dinner from a financial services company. And I went for the free food because I didn't think I wanted to go into finance. And the woman that was recruiting basically said, you know, your, your profile is um, unusual and different than what we normally look at, but, you know, you should consider a field in finance. What did she mean um, by that? That you just hadn't been an economics major? And yeah, yeah. I, you know, I wasn't a STEMS major. I had no economics background. I, you know, I, I don't think I took, I don't think I took one class outside of my business school and I was a psychology major. So, you know, I didn't check the box, but, you know, she, she took a chance on me and kind of coached me and said, you know, when I, you know, obviously I was, I was honest and saying, look, I, I don't have any finance background and, I came for the you know, <laughs> <laughs> and she said, that's, that's actually not true. You know, this is a client um, oriented business. And she talked about, she looked at my resume and, and said, you recommended ideas. That's what you would be doing in finance. It's just a different product. So anyway, fast forward, I ended up getting an offer and I've been in finance for the past 19 years. Um, so this one person who kind of took a chance on, you know, looking at a profile of someone who didn't fit the mold. And I don't know who this woman is. I wish I could meet her now and thank her. <laughs> But, you know, I think I've had these people like her in my life that's kind of pushed me along the way. And it's been a big influence and in, in sort of the, the road I've, I've taken. That's really interesting because it, particularly in those worlds where there's a recruiter involved or some sort of hiring manager that isn't ultimately your, your superior or, or your mentor day to day, you have to hope that what they see is what other people want and are willing to hone. So luckily you found that it sounds like. Yeah. It's yeah. And you know, the, the connections that I've made at Dartmouth um, and the friends I've stayed in touch with and people that I've mentors that I've met along the way, they've, they've been, you know, incredible sort of, you know, I would say advocates to, you know, opening up new opportunities and, new ways of looking at things that's been uh, a big driving force in my life. So often when we look in hindsight, everything, all those dots seem to make sense. And you go, oh, of course that that worked out. But at the time that seemed like you, it, this was very out of the box, kind of unexpected. I don't have the background. So now when you are looking back, would you say, oh, I should have seen that pathway on my own? Or is it still like, gosh, that really was a big jump for me? No, I mean, looking back in our older age now, in our 40s, right, uh, pushing 50, I, I think it's so much easier to see those connections. And, you know, I think we naturally fall in the area of being mentors ourselves and sponsors ourselves. And it seems so obvious now. Uh, right. So it's it's great to kind of use the experience I've had to kind of pay it forward as well. Yeah. So along the way, what have been your most interesting surprises about being in this industry that you had really no, wasn't on your radar in the beginning 
What do, what do you like about it? How does it really tap into who you are? You know, I think that in my position, I'm in the sales world and finance and, you know, covering clients and problem solving. You know, those, those two things have been really uh, important driver of why I've stayed in, in this industry for, you know, almost 20 years. No day is ever the same. And you're constantly having to figure out complex situations. You're, you're having to explain things so that complex ideas get um, simplified so that, you know, people understand what they are in a way that makes them take action. Because it's a people business, I think my psychology background, for example, has been tremendously helpful because I, I, I feel like I have, you know, in some ways an edge over other people that have never taken a psychology class, which is, you know, ultimately outside of, you know, complex financial products that you might be dealing with, you have to understand people and what motivates them, what, what do they need, figuring out and anticipating questions they might be asking. You know, those, those things are, are things that, you know, sometimes it's, it's less obvious to people and what they need as a skill set. So that's been important. But I would say in finance, it is a male-dominated industry. It's, you know, not culturally diverse in general. Um, you know, you, you look at the, the ranks in a lot of finance industry banks and, and so forth, and, you know, there are very few uh, senior woman representation as well. So I, I think there's still a lot that I can do and want to change. And, you know, we get involved in a lot of different efforts and initiatives to try to promote more women, to recruit talented women in the same way that I was, you know, when I was naive and didn't know what I could do and didn't have the confidence to try new things and, and trying to, try to build that base. It's an ongoing effort. It's not like you can snap a finger and, and, and do it in just a couple of years. So it seems like it's a long path, but it's one that I'm committed to. Yeah. Yeah. And so outside of the finance world and the working world, how has your path twisted here and there? Have you had to relocate because of jobs or is this pretty much, it's been New York since? It, since it's joining? been pretty much New York. I have, um, I have three kids uh, 13, almost 12 and almost eight. So it's been, it's been a wild ride, you know, being a working mom, trying to have a life outside of career and, you know, mommy mode. Uh, but uh, you don't have a choice. You just kind of every day, one day at a time. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So the rose that was like ready to just embrace life in college and see where this was going to take her. What might you go back and tell her to kind of get her ready for where she's landed 25 years later? Um, I would say, I would say take more risks and try things that you don't think you're capable of doing. And uh, I would say, do things that you love doing. That could be work, that could be a hobby, but, you know, just, just getting involved. I think when you're starting out, you're just so focused on the one thing or, the, you know, trying to be successful in one thing or be really good at one thing. And I think that having more balance is, is great longer term. 
Yeah. yeah. I was going to say at least the first two, it sounds like you, you had internalized those, those lessons already and might not have needed to be told to do those things, but probably the third one we all could have used a little bit more <laughs> when we were young. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, with taking risks, you know, we tend to, or I shouldn't say we, um, I tend to sometimes play it safe and, you know, only raise my hand for things I know I can accomplish. And, um, and, you know, if I look back on things that I've been really proud of, probably they're the ones that I didn't think I could do, but was forced into it in some form or, you know, had to be pushed a little bit to those things. And I wish I had done more of those things because it's been um, a growing experience. Yeah. And as you said, at this point in our lives and careers, we're in that position where we can not only tell somebody that, but kind of push people into those positions of uncomfort and, you know, past yeah. their their point of natural inclination. And that's part of mentorship and, and doing what you said we kind of need to do in various industries of bringing people in that might not feel ready or might not be drawn uh, to a certain skill that they ultimately would excel at and the whole enterprise would be richer for their experience. Exactly. Exactly. So the flip side of risk though, I mean, there's this benefit of, of seeing what you didn't think you could do, but then there is also the chance that it doesn't turn out the way you wanted to. So have there been times where that was the case for you? And although the practice of taking the risk was good, the the outcome wasn't what you'd hoped? Absolutely. I, I have so many of those. And, you know, I think at the time when things don't go your way, it looks like that was a waste of my time. And, you know, why did I do that? But it's, you know, I think time is so important because looking back, the things that I failed at have been so important for my next position, my next role, or, you know, new opportunities that I've been able to, able to get on the back of that. You know, I was asked to build out um, a new business and frankly, it just, it never took off. It didn't get the interest. It didn't, you know, gather um, a ton of P&L and we ended up having to shut the business down within um, this initiative that we were working on. And, you know, it, it felt really bad, but that experience allowed me to get my new role and I know what not to do. And so in my next business building idea, that's been so important because now I can say, you know what, we try that. It didn't work. We're not going to do it, even though everybody thinks we should do it that way. And that's, you know, it's given me so much more, um, I would say, credibility in the things that I'm doing. So, you know, I think when I say, I wish I, you know, tell myself, take more risks, you have to expect the failures to come, but those are actually part of, you know, the growth and, and there's huge importance in, in actually failing. Um, so I know people say, you got to take more risks and failure is good. I tell that to my kids, you know, all the time, but it, it's actually true in, uh, in real life. So. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's good to hear too, that it's, we do say that and do we really believe it? Right. Oh, I mm-hmm. learned from that. Well, I learned, I don't want to do that. Again, I don't want to take that risk again. Right? <laughs> right, it's, it's right, sometimes the thing you learn. But actually what you're really learning, I like that you were able to say, okay, we did it that way. It didn't work. That doesn't mean I have the answer, but at least I can say, 
you know, going against the grain or whatever doesn't really work here. We need to try something else. And yeah, um, yeah those are concrete things that we're learning, not just yeah. uh, to be a little more gun shy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One other comment as we become more, I don't know, wiser, older, mature. <laughs> I like <hopefully>. the wiser. <laughs> you know, there's what's, what's really fun is seeing um, and connecting the dots of, you know, where, where opportunities are, where, you know, you see people that are really great at something that, you know, you can leverage for another opportunity and uh, give them a platform to, to grow. I think that's an important aspect of where we are at our stage in our career. Yeah. Well, Rose, it's just a delight to get to talk to you again and to hear where you've been and that you're on a path that's really kind of shaping the face and and vibrancy of an industry. And that um, it's great to have somebody in leadership that thinks like you, looks like you, is all the qualities of you. So thanks so <laughs> much for being part of this. Thank you so much for having me on this. And, and I know this is a big time commitment on your part. And I, it's been really great to connect, you know, even though we're just listening and not actually um, having conversation with them directly, it still, I think, you know, ties us and connects us in a, in a, in a way that we really, especially during the pandemic has been so important. So thank you. You're welcome. It's been a delight. That was Rose Lee who with nearly two decades in the financial industry is managing director and head of structured products, sales and development for Credit Suisse. She has three kids and still has the time to rally our classmates for a baking challenge, preferably with lots of green food coloring, on Facebook. Speaking of online platforms, we hope you'll visit your podcast platform of choice soon and take a minute to follow our show and leave a rating and review so that the algorithms have more data to match other discerning listeners to our program. I'm so proud to get the chance to speak with such a wide range of interesting people and share their stories each week. If you know of any stories we've yet to share, do give us a suggestion on roadstakenshow.com or via email at roadstakenshow at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening and all the best from me, Leslie Jennings Rowley, until our next episodes of Roads Taken. Roads Taken.